Welcome to Infinite Impact Radio, a podcast for impact influencers by impact influencers with world-changing missions. Hey there, impact influencers. My name is Evans Putman. I'm the founder of Infinite Impact Coaching and Consulting and the host of Infinite Impact Radio, where I interview entrepreneurs about their purpose-driven businesses and their missions to contribute towards creating a positive ripple effect in the world. Thank you for joining us today, and I look forward to sharing your world-changing mission soon. All right, welcome everybody to Infinite Impact Radio and Infinite Impact TV. This is a show for influencers, by impact influencers with world-changing missions, and I've got an awesome guest today, and I bet some of you were waiting for me to say amazing, because I've been stuck with that word lately, but amazing, awesome, same thing. You're going to love her. It's Selena Lee. She is a career coach, lawyer, author, podcast host, and there's probably some I'm missing. So why don't you just go on and share with the listeners and sort of tell us a little bit about yourself and welcome. <laughs> thanks for having me. Hi, hello everyone. My name is Selena. Um, thanks for the very kind introduction. Um, you know, when we go to like networking receptions or those um, parties, you know, people are like, so what do you do, right? That question. And I used to have a very simple answer because my um, first job out of college was um, as an investment banker at Merrill Lynch. And then I went to law school and became a corporate lawyer, practiced at a very big law firm here in New York City. So back then I could say, oh, I'm Selena Lee from Merrill Lynch or Selena Lee from Forbes and Gray and no more questions asked. You know, like it's just like self-explanatory, right? Now I have a little bit of a hard time explaining myself because I've kind of went away from the conventional norms of what, you know, we should do, um, like, you know, have one job and have one career, right? So I guess I kind of learned it the hard way, um, the importance of doing work that is meaningful to me. So like I said, you know, my first job out of college was in investment banking and I became a corporate lawyer. And all my life, I kind of lived this life of following the societal definition of success. So um, when you're in high school, you know, I was told that go to the best college that you can and then, which I try my very best to do so. And then after that, you know, get the best job you can and then go to the best law school and get the best law firm job. And it is only when I did all of that. Um, and I finally arrived to where I thought I had wanted to be all my life, which was working at a big law firm in New York City, um, that I felt more unfulfilled than I'd ever been in my life because I no longer had the short-term goals to distract myself. And for the first time in my life, I had to think about who am I? What do I really want? You know, not what my parents want, not what the society thinks is a cool job, not what other people thought was the path for me. You know, what do I want? So it was very ironic because I felt like I had just won the race and I worked really, really, really hard to win the race, but I was in the wrong race. You know, no one told me that I should think about what life that is what, what life is that I want and what career do, do I want? Um, so because I was, uh, it was so very, it was very ironic. Like on the outside, you know, I was working at a, a good job with, you know, good paycheck and a secretary and a nice office. My parents were proud of me. But on the inside, I was very, very unfulfilled and unhappy. And I didn't even know how to go about figuring my life out because we never learned that in school, right? Like we were never told like, you know, you should think about like what you want to be and what are you interested in? Like here are some frameworks or systems or ways to think about it. Like we're like, just do this, 
you know, get this job or get the best GPA, whatever it is, right? So, um, so because I was so desperate, um, I just, for the first time in my life, um, gave myself permission to do the things that really brings me joy. And I um, remembered my very first childhood dream was to write a book. I just wanted one book with my name on it. <laughs> and um, I decided that I was going to do that. <laughs> and I um, wrote a book about people who pursue their dreams. It was stories of um, nine people in nine very different industries, nine very different lives. Um, and how do they really figure out what they want to do with their life? And to um, make it a little bit more challenging, I wrote and published it in Korea. I only went to first to sixth grade in Korea. I was born in LA and moved to Korea when I was three and finished sixth grade and then came back to Southern California when I was in seventh grade. So um, it was, you know, my mom thought I was like crazy for <laughs> thinking that I could write a book, but I did it. And um, it was the hardest thing I've ever done, but definitely the most meaningful experiences. And um, I dedicated the last chapter for people to write their own dreams in it. And um, I just did it. I just wanted, it was an invitation for people to have a space where they write their own dreams down. And I've always had a habit of writing my own dreams down. And um, funny enough that when I was in um, seventh grade, because I just come from Korea, um, I got bullied a lot. Even though I was born in LA, um, I didn't learn English until I was, you know, I came back here as a seventh grader. So I got bullied a lot. And it was one of the most difficult times of my life. And I had a journal where I would write down all the goals and dreams of my life. And kind of, I wrote a letter to myself, you know, um, saying things like, these kids are not as important because they will one day be gone from your life. And I think I was much wiser then than I'm now. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I could ask my younger self for advice. Um, I was like 12 or 13 years old, you know? And I, I want to stop you real quick because I want to <laughs> ask you something about that. That is actually... When I heard you tell this story, yeah. how you were already, you know, an adult or coming out of college, you had the, you know, you were told like, this is the path you should follow, or you were following a path, you were in the race that wasn't your race. I like that. So, but when you look back and you just said you're like 12 year old self was very wise because you yeah. were doing things. So was this something did you pick up this journal and look at it was that sort of a trigger that took you in the different direction you know it, it really wasn't i had completely forgotten that i had wrote that it was a letter to myself <clears throat> an encouraging letter a letter to be kind and you know, don't worry about what those kids are doing um one day you're going to you know i was Ask, talking to myself like one day I'm going to be this person who achieves all these things including writing a book and then I kind of um, thought about like what is what it, why am I in this difficult situation I thought it's because I wasn't fluent in English so I had made a detailed study plan as to how I was going to become you know a fluent English speaker as soon as possible so I thought about I identified the problem and then I thought about how I can um, overcome that I had no recollection of writing that ever and then I, um, you know, now that I became an adult and I achieved my childhood dream of writing a book, which was probably the hardest things I've ever, ever done. My mom thought it was crazy and like never going to happen for you. By the way, don't listen to parents because um, parents keep more dreams than anybody. This is according to Spike Lee, <laughs> the famous movie director. My mom later did apologize to me and she said, I'm sorry I was wrong. Um, I thought you can never do it. So I was trying to protect you from getting hurt. 
So from that experience, I learned, wow, parents actually don't want the best for us. They, they are, their role is to protect their children. So uh, if from their eyes, they, the road that you're about to embark on has a high rate of failure. They're going to do whatever it takes to stop you. Yeah. So I'm really glad that I didn't listen to my mom. But They're going to keep you in that cocoon so you're never going to become the butterfly. Exactly, exactly. Because they don't want to see you fail and get hurt because their role is to protect you, right? Right. So I'm actually glad that I never listened to my mom. But what my mom did was keep that um, letter to myself that I wrote, my dream list. And after my book got published and it did very well and my, you know, my, my life really changed and um, I became this person who was invited to speak and do press interviews and things like that. And then my, one day my sister um, took a picture of it and then sent it to me. And I was like, what is that? And she's like, oh, it looks like your uh, dream list from seventh grade. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that, right? So it was very eye-opening experience for me to know that um, writing down your goals and dreams is really, really powerful. Um, study shows, I didn't make this up, but study shows that if you actually write down your goals and dreams and share with other people, you have 33% higher chance of making it happen. So after my book, I published with stories of nine people who pursued their dreams. And I had, I, um, 10th chapter was an invitation for people to write their own dreams. And it was a blank chapter. And I didn't really have a, a lot of expectation. I thought people will, you know, just do it on their own. But to my big surprise, a lot of people start to send me their dream, dream list. So um, their dream chapters. So a lot of people would share on social media. Some people would email it to me. Um, some people flew from Korea to New York and <laughs> came to meet me and gave me my book with their dream chapter in it and then gave it to me as a gift. So I was very inspired and I thought, wow, I would love to help these people. Um, and I, from my own experience, you know, me writing a book and getting published in Korea was like an impossible dream. It, it, at the time, it seemed like it because, you know, I was, I only went to elementary school in Korea. I didn't have any connection. I didn't know anything about the publishing industry in Korea. I also um, didn't know the people that I wanted to um, interview. So I got more rejected trying to write my book than I'd ever been until that point in my life. And I actually have a whole podcast episode called How to Turn No Into a Yes. It's the story of how all the crazy things, you know, I did to try to convince people, like stalking them and showing up in events where they're speaking and just like calling them and emailing them and, and you know, just figuring out creative ways to make them say yes. So it was I had like maybe like thousand reasons why it was not going to work. I had one reason because it was my dream, right? It was my child's dream. It's just the thought of, you know, um, if there's a book with my name on it, like how amazing would that be? That reason was enough for me to keep going. And because it was my child's dream that I wrote down when I was a child, right? So I think that um, kind of led me to the path of, well, maybe I could help people and, um, that led me to writing, uh, to starting Give One Dream, which is a community that I started uh, many years ago. The mission is to inspire people to pursue their dreams. And um, it has really become like a global movement. <laughs> yeah, and that's cool. I, I, just a quick backstory. Yeah. You and I were talking about this before we started. Right. We met in a podcasting group. That's right. Where I just answered a question and I explained to you what was crazy about this was that everybody that reached back out to me were people that I would like to have on this show that wow. I never met, but they turned out to be perfect fits for this show and this podcast like yourself. And 
it's similar to with your book, like with the way you reached out, it was like the universe was conspiring and bringing people back to you. Because when I, when I, when you reached out to me, I went and looked at your profile. I mean, what does everybody do? I go look at your Facebook profile. And then I saw the website with the, um, give your, or give one dream. I clicked on it and I looked at it and I was like, Oh my gosh, she has got to be on the podcast. This is like this alone. I don't know anything else about her, but this alone. And then as we went, I went deeper into research and you started these stories you're sharing about your purpose and the book and what you're going to tell us about a little bit later. I was like, Oh, you know, it's amazing. It's like your book story. Like once something is meant to be, and you're, you know, I want our listeners to understand this, like no matter how many no's you get, Absolutely. if it's meant to be, if it's your purpose, your mission, keep going yeah. because it's going to, the universe is going to conspire eventually like it did with you. So. Absolutely. And the, what I've learned is that um, we have to ask the right questions. So like when I was writing my book, <clears throat> a lot of the people said, you know, did you ever think about quitting? And I was like, honestly, no. Like the question was never, can I do this? Can I make this happen? It was like, how can I make this happen, right? So um, every time I get a no or people, I would reach out to people to, you know, um, interview them. But like 99% of the time, I would never even get a response. Like I wouldn't even get a no, right? So then <laughs> people, and then I would call like them at, you know, like different times throughout the day for months and months and no one would pick up or they would just like hang up on me. It was that, right? But then at that point, I think people will say, um, maybe like, <clears throat> it's not going to work, right? But if you think about, okay, well, that didn't work. So then what could I try next? What could I try next, right? So how can I, how can I figure this out? And you really can't. Like if I had given up after hearing the first, second, or third, or, or even the tenth no, my book would never have been published. Or I would never have a podcast or, I, you know, anything that I do now, you know. But if you are, I really, really, really believe this. If you really have an idea that excites you, it is not all about you. It is the universe or the God or whatever you believe in is telling you, I have chosen you. You have been chosen. You're the messenger for doing this work and bringing it to the world. And if you are committed and you listen to that calling and you figure out a way to make it work, um, there you will touch many, 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 many lives. And um, it's kind of like when you believe that something's going to happen and you believe it with all your heart and you are committed and you take action to make it happen, then like stars align and magical things happen. And so many um, amazing things can come your way. Like even the story of how I met my publisher, like my mom said, you know, never going to happen for you. And um, one of the big challenges was like, you know, how do writers, um, aspiring writers in Korea, in Korea, like meet their publishers. Then I was like, who's going to publish your book? No one's going to publish your book. You know, you don't know anyone. You're not famous. <laughs> And I thought about, um, well, how can I make this happen? And just coincidentally around that time, one of the most, probably the most famous writer from Korea named Kyung Suk Shin was in New York City promoting her book. And I had just heard about it in some random email thing. My friend had just told me about it. And I would not have maybe reached out to her, but because I was thinking about writing my book and you know, I thought maybe she could help me or maybe I could give some advice. And at the time, I had a, a small talk show for uh, cable television here in New York City. So I reached out to a publisher. They said yes. And I interviewed her for my show. And then a few days later, we were having dinner. And I just like, I was so nervous. But I, you know, I, I just told her about my book idea. And she, she listened. And she said, why don't you write one chapter and send it to me? And I was super, super nervous. But I did my best. And I sent it to her. And she said, I love it. I love the, she said, she said, 
I, she loved my writing, not because, you know, I was trying to write well, but because I was very honest about sharing my stories. And I just wrote how exactly I felt. I wasn't trying to write well. So she ended up putting me in touch with her publisher and my book got published by one of the best publishers in the country. I mean, there are stories like that, right? So it was like, that's right. just, <laughs> but if you, if, you, if I had to talk myself out of it and like, right, my mom's right, you know, who am I to write a book? I would never even have seen that opportunity to connect with her. Right? And now we're really, really good friends and she's, you know, making wanting me to write another book. So um, I really believe that there is a way if there's a, you know, if you're really committed to making it work, um, um, then you'll, you'll definitely figure out a way. Yeah. yeah. My favorite by Rumi is um, when you walk on the way the way appears right um, you don't really have a way like you don't you may not see it but when you start walking you'll you find it and so after my book got published um, a lot of people send me their dream stories so I started this community called give one dream and um, it's initially I started to have different events and then I um, launched this campaign called share your dream campaign I asked people to write their dreams on a postcard and and I would share it on social media, like Facebook and Instagram. And in the beginning, like I was just like begging my friends to <laughs> send me their gym because I needed some <laughs> post. And then um, after a while, it just kind of grew and grew. And one of my biggest um, goal for the campaign was to give voice to people who usually don't have a chance to be heard. Um, it's a fundamental human desire to be listened to. So um, I would reach out to um, high poverty neighborhoods in New York City, also in Korea, and I would go speak to the middle school students and high school students. It's not just for kids, but I, would, I made an intentional effort to reach out to students. And then the this, uh, teachers were like, wow, like after you came, like they work hard because they feel like someone cares about you. And then the, even uh, to countries that I've never visited, like one of the really amazing things that happened with the campaign was a school in Ghana and Africa um, reached out and said, we would love to participate, but we don't have any crayons. I was like, what? Like, I cannot believe there are kids in this world who grew up without crayons. So I raised some money within the community and we sent them lots of crayons. And I got back the most beautiful dreams I've ever seen. And the first, I've so far we funded over 10 schools in, in, in Ghana and now also um, sending crayons to kids in Cambodia for a group of girls who have been sexually abused. And um, so it really like took a life of its own. And I haven't met these people, but the kids apparently got a, they asked like, when, when is the dream lady going to come visit us? You know, <laughs> I and, love that. The dream lady. I love that. And, and I am just one person. It doesn't take a lot to ask people about their dreams. Right. It's just like, it just, I don't need to know how to code or create an app or anything like that. It just takes a simple act of thinking about it and then, you know, reaching out to them and sending them crayons. Right. But because some girl in New York city had this idea and took action towards it. Now these kids for the first time in their lives got to express themselves, their desires and their dreams in color for the first time in their lives. Right. So this is just an, a simple um, example of how if you care and if you put your thoughts and ideas into uh, you know, you, you act towards it and then you make it a reality, you'll touch more lives than you could ever, ever imagine. The day that I got those dreams back um, from these kids in Ghana, I was, I felt this sense of joy and happiness that I never knew existed. Uh, you know, not think compared to when I got into a good school or got a good job or made money, you know, 
nothing like that. Just to know that like my work is making an impact and changing lives and helping people. That is a kind of feeling that I never really knew existed. And I, what I'm tell, the reason I'm telling the is the story is that everybody has the power to do it. You know, if, if they don't talk themselves out of it and, and just keep taking action. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, you just said the biggest point there, because this is something that I've, I've suffered from is I tell people all the time, it's like, I have all these amazing ideas. I mean, they just come to me. I'm like sort of the idea, personality, creative type. But in the past, I didn't act on them. The ones that really lit me up, I didn't act on them. So over the past year or so, that's what I've been doing. It's like, I just say yes. I don't even think twice about it anymore. I just say yes. And I just let my ego just like, all right, I've already answered yes, ego. Sorry. You're you're at the back now, but I love the fact that it's if people are listening now, just take that one thing that you just said. It's like all it takes is to just act as soon as you feel inspired, because there's no way that I'm sure you didn't envision that you would be be giving crayons to these school children in Ghana when you had the idea in the beginning, but you just acted. Yeah, and then one thing leads to another, another, and then you may be making a huge impact. And yes. you just have to act because I've seen over and over again, um, like, like I was sharing with you before, like when you have an idea um, to do something, it is not all about you. So if I had told myself, oh, what a stupid idea is to like collect dreams, you know, I would never have acted towards it. And I would never have impacted the, the kids in Ghana in the way that I did. And um Another story is that like when I was writing my book and of course, like I had a lot of naysayers, including my mom and a lot of people like, it's never going to happen. And uh, last time when I was in Korea, I was, um, my book got published like seven years ago. So it was a long time ago. So, you know, I didn't think that anybody would like be thinking about it or reading about it. But um, I was in Korea over the winter and I was eating at a restaurant and during the, in the middle of the meal, somebody comes to my table and, and introduces himself. And he said, uh, are you Selena who wrote this book? I mean, it's in Korean, but Libya Dream is essentially the title, which is the same as my podcast. And he said, and I was like, yeah. And he's like, you know, I just wanted to come and say thank you. I was like, oh, wow. And he said he, um, he had come, read my book and came to my talk years ago. And he, at the time, he was very struggling in his career. And was working at a job that was not fulfilling, but he wanted to um, maybe, you know, try in the food business, you know, maybe learn about coffee, become a barista, work at a restaurant, but his parents and everybody else thought that he was crazy to throw away whatever he had. But he came to my talk, he read my book, and he had the courage to, to pursue it. So he became a barista. He was actually a manager at a very nice restaurant. And he said, like, you know, thank you for helping me to achieve my dream. I was like, Oh my God. And that's when I learned if I had listened to my mom or all the naysayers saying, you know, who are, who am I to write a book? Um, I would never have had a chance to help him. Right. And who knows how many other people are there, but it is because I just listened to this calling and this idea, it was like nagging at me that I should do this. So when you have, I really want to tell people like when you have an idea or something that you keep thinking about the reason why you should pursue it like you're not as important as the work that will be created (laughs) because your fears and anxiety and negative self-talk and 
all of that is not as important as the kind of impact that you may make, the kind of people that you may help, and and you know all the wonderful things that you could um, do for other people. That is not as important as your fears. So I would say yes, definitely take action and mm -hmm. just try. It. <laughs> I love that. One of our other guests I had told a similar story where she was discussing. You know, just a kind act like hey, you have a garden, you take some vegetables to your neighbor, your neighbor gets those fresh vegetables, decides to cook and use them with their cooking and brings their children in to cook. And they have this special family event. And maybe that child, like 20 years later, that's like a memory when maybe their mother passes away, but they have this memory. And there's no way that you ever thought that you would impact somebody that way. And so I just love... Um, but it all, like you said, it starts with taking action. So I want to move forward now in time. Um, and now you work with people. You sort of touched on this. I like the sort of segue there. You touched on this. You help people find more fulfillment in their careers, or do you help them find careers that are more fulfilling? Mm -hmm. Well, it's both, right? So now I work as a career coach, and it's very interesting. I feel like I, all my life, everything that I've done kind of led me to where I am now. So it is, which I believe is my calling. It is to support people, to help people. And, um, you know, some people are like, you're going to throw away all of your credentials and jobs and degrees to do what, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but what I've learned, also learned is that um, no experience is ever wasted. Because I was in investment banking, because I worked in corporate law, a lot of my clients are in finance and law. And I really understand what they're experiencing. I could never speak to them or understand them in the way that I do unless I had those experiences myself too, right? So now I feel like I'm very blessed to be in a unique position to be able to help people. So um, a lot of people come to me, some of them are, um, you know, trying to make a career transition. You know, maybe they're unhappy in what they do, so they want to um, do something else, but they don't even know, you know, how to begin to think about it. Some people want to become entrepreneurs. You know, some people are like, I want to start a blog or a podcast or whatever it is. Some people just want a better relationship with the, themselves or people around them. Um, so everybody has a different goals, but it is essentially my job to helping people to be the best that they can be. And I think that is really powerful. Like, you know, not your family cannot play that role because they have their own agenda. Your friends cannot play that role because, you know, you already have a pre-existing relationship, right? But a third-party professional who has absolutely no other agenda than wanting you to be the best that you can be. And she'll do whatever it takes to, you know, make that happen for you. And to really bridge the gap between like um, your future and your present. Like who do you want to be and where do you want to go? And how are you going to take action to get there? So um, because I've like interviewed a lot of people on my podcast and my book and years ago, I had a talk show and a radio show too. Um, and I know now coach people from all walks of life, I've kind of identified um, the common struggles and why, how to help people really move towards a fulfilling career. And the coaching framework is called love. I see that you have a love poster in the background. So how appropriate is yes, this? My daughter, my daughter actually painted that. I thought about that when you told me that earlier and I was like, that's sort of interesting. Yeah, I love that. So L stands for learn about yourself, right? So um, just be really honest about who you are and what you want and learning about your values, you know, learning whether 
your values are based on joy and love, like what you really want, or fear, like are you driven by fear, right? So a lot of people confuse what other people want for them versus what they want, right? So getting really clear on who you are and what you want and to learn about you and what you want through your emotions every single day. So I have my clients do these exercises every day called love reflections, love daily reflections. Um, and they have to, they answer questions according to each framework. So L is learn about yourself. O um, is overcome internal obstacles. I have seen over and over again when people say, I want to do X, Y, Z, but I cannot do it because of ABC reasons or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> the struggle is not external. You know, it is usually internal. Like they are talking themselves out of it because they're afraid to fail. Um, they are afraid of, you know, being humiliated or being embarrassed. They're afraid of what other people think about them. So it is a lot of um, negative self-talk and, uh, and fear that is, you know, talk, they're telling, talking themselves out of it. So I have them do all these exercises to really peacefully coexist with your inner negative voice, which we all have. But, you know, how much we all have our inner negative voice, but how much we give to it is entirely up to us, right? So that is overcome internal obstacles. And V is visualize your success. You have to be able to paint a picture of, you know, who you want to be and what you want to achieve. And um, going back to the story of when I was writing my book and, you know, my mom thought it was like the worst idea ever, um, just to kind of like fight that back every night I would, um, right before I go to bed, I would visualize my, my book at a big bookstore. And it wasn't even written yet. Like I didn't even know what it would look like. I didn't have a title yet, but I would just imagine that it was prominently displayed at some big bookstore. And I would also imagine myself um, giving a talk in front of groups of audience. Um, and, and I mean, I was not a speaker before I wrote my book, right? right. And, and sharing my stories of um, how, um, and sharing my stories of how I made, made my dream happen, of course, all of that happened. And I think visualization is really, really powerful because it creates a, a, a vivid picture in your mind about what you want. So the next day you're very motivated to take action, right? So finally, E is explore and take action. And explore just giving yourself permission to do the things that you, you know, makes you happy, brings you joy. You know, when I was lost in my career, um, I didn't know, you know, I just went to law school and did all these, you know, taking the bar and working at a big law firm. And I didn't know how to think about what, like how I can even begin to think about something else, right? So for the first time in my life, I gave myself permission to just do the things that brings me joy, even if it had nothing to do with my job, right? Um, and that led to me writing the book and then the community and then the podcast and then now work as a career coach. So explore, you know, just um, follow your curiosity. Like, don't worry about passion because I think passion is a scary word. And like, I really, really hated that. A lot of people are like, <clears throat> you should follow your passion as if like that's something you find in the street. It's never going to be like that, you know? Uh, I mean, in fact, a lot of my friends hated their jobs with passion. That's where the passion was, you know? So. Right. And I, I can agree 100% because it's like, right? you always hear that. Follow your passion. And then you just stress out like, what's my passion? Exactly. You know, it's like, I don't know that. So I, I can't follow anything if I don't know it. So I love the fact that you are sort of distinguishing between the two, because I think that's yeah. really a big blockage point for a lot of people. And curiosity is more like a whisper. It's like very subtle. It's very quiet, but it kind of like speaks to you and it's like a whisper. So you have to like really patient to pay attention to it, listen to it. So you, you're like, Oh, that sounds interesting. That's kind of cool. That could be you know pretty interesting. You just follow that. 
and you keep trying and you take action and over time your curiosity actually may reveal or develop into a passion and that certainly was the case for me and uh, explore and take action and that is um that is the only way you're going to get relevant information about who you are and what you want so that is a love framework and <laughs> i love kind of it i love it <laughs> <laughs> and then it is perfect. Like you said, I'm, I know, I wish the people on the podcast could see like right behind my head, there is a painting of a heart with the word love on it that my daughter painted. So it's like, and usually, you know what, here's something else I will share with you. The last few podcasts I did, I usually do them in another room. So here we go. The first couple I did in here because the landscapers were outside today. I just was like, you know what, I'm going to go back and do it in there for some reason. And <laughs> here we are, you know, so that's amazing. Um, so, How appropriate is that, right? Like, exactly. So we need to wrap it up, but um, all this stuff is amazing. And I, I want people to be able to find you, to reach out to you, to, you know, go, if you have anything you want to offer them, just please point them in the right direction and um, you know, where they can find you online. And let's just, you know, let them find you so they can start moving towards their purpose. Sure. So um, my website is selenalee.co. So my uh, name spells with C, not with an S. So it's C-E-L-I-N-A-L-E-E.co. Um, that's where you can also find a podcast. And um, a lot of people ask me about like, what are the common themes of the successful people? You know, what are the steps that I can take to think about moving my career into a fulfilling uh, direction. Um, so I have this guide called Three Steps to Finding Your Career Fulfillment. You can download it on my website, selenalee.co forward slash steps. Um, and it's basically a framework to kind of think about like, you know, what, um, what you like and what you're good at and what you find to be more, more fulfilling. And I have found over and over again, if you find a, a common denominator of, you know, what you like, what you are good at and what you find to be more fulfilling. And I, I go into much, um, a lot of detail about how to think about those three steps and then you are guaranteed to succeed. And I've always, um, once I kind of figured out that common denominator, I've always, um, whenever I was presented with a career opportunity, I've been fortunate to have been presented with many wonderful opportunities. I've always kind of tested to see if it meets all three requirements. And I've never found anything that other people can give me that meets all three. Sometimes they'll need one or two. So I said, I'm just going to do my own thing. And all the people that I've interviewed who are incredibly successful, like they always meet the three requirements. So if you want to read that, that's on my website. So I'm going to SEO for slash steps. And, you know, my podcast is called Live Your Dream with Selena Lee. You can find it on iTunes. Um, my Instagram, Selena's Dream, Selena S. Dream. <laughs> so you can um, see me posting things on stories and, and things like that. And Finally, if you want to check out my community, Give One Dream, it's um, give, G-I-V-E, O-N-E, dream.com, and you can see the campaigns. And if you want to um, participate in sending crayons to kids who otherwise don't have crayons um, to draw their dreams for the first time in color, you know, I would love to hear from you. <laughs> yes, I love it. I'm going to talk to my daughter about that because we do two, two times a year, we do peace projects through her school. And um, I think this would be an amazing one for her to support. She's always looking for something new to, to do. And um, she would probably love something like that because she loves, she's very kind and caring. And I know she connects with other children very well. And that would be something, if I told her that story, 
she's going to be out raising money and getting crayons <laughs> immediately. So I love that. So I will definitely share it. And everybody, I know you gave people a lot of places to go, but I'll put them all in the show notes. Um, when we post this to Facebook and YouTube, I'll also put it in the description so people can just see um, and choose exactly where to go, what really connects with them and just get introduced a little deeper to you and what's going on with you. So, um, well, I appreciate you being here. This has been, um, I'm not going to say the other A word. It's been awesome, <laughs> but it has been amazing. And um, I, I just love, I'm so glad we connected online. It, it was really the divine spirit, God, the universe, whatever, like you said, whatever you want to call it, it was meant to be for you to show up and for me to have this painting behind me today when I interviewed you. So it's been an amazing interview and you really are an inspiration. And I hope people will go back and listen to this a couple of times, especially to your love formula and, you know, reach out to you if they have any questions about that, because I think if they just take the inspiration from what you've shared today and as soon as they hear that whisper and go explore it and then take action on it, it's amazing. You have no idea what kind of infinite ripple you're going to leave um, and make in the world. So thank you again for being with us. Thank you so much. <laughs>